When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did the Tampa Bay Lightning give up too much for Tanner Janot? 82% of respondents saying, yes, yes, they gave up too much. Clearly, I don't think so. He's from Oxbow Sask. I, and I also would like to think that the Tampa Bay Lightning are above being criticized for anything. Ah, I guess that's the whole thing where they think you're crazy. Let's just wait and see how it all plays out. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yes, it is. Thank you, Rick Regan. Thank you for being you. And welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show. Coming at you uh, however you're consuming it. Could be your earbuds, could be your speakers, could be your television speakers, whatever it is. I hope you're having as much fun today as we are. It's episode number 948 of your favorite daytime sports talk show. Breaking news today as we work our way towards the NHL trade deadline on Friday. Jesse Pugliarvi is now a Carolina Hurricane forward. That uh, trade was made Tuesday morning as we bring the Moose in. Darren Moose Dupont. And uh, you can set your watch by it, Moose. This is where my brain gets a little frazzled, uh, hour two of the program, because we really welcome in the audience with their take. But I just want to say to this, I talked to our, to our hockey analyst, Serena Taylor, in the break. She will come on Wednesday to address any comments about Connor Bedard. Because uh, <laughs> Nick wrote, wrote in here earlier, last hour, he's like, hey, ask Serena, how's Bedard doing? I brought it up to her in the break, and uh, the reaction was predictable. So she said, uh, she said something that was harsh. And I said, do you want me to repeat that on the air? She goes, no, I'll say it tomorrow. Spicy. So Serena Taylor will be here tomorrow Ooh. to address her comments on one Connor Bedard. And uh, I feel like we're just kind of recapping everything of what we did an hour ago, plus looking ahead to tonight's really big games. I promise we're going to talk about the Battle of Florida tonight, Panthers at Lightning. Mm -hmm. Every game now, Moose, is huge for everybody, really. Boston at Calgary tonight, big one for the Winnipeg Jets and the nervous anxiety around the Winnipeg fan base. They're home to the L.A. Kings tonight. But I will just say this. It's important that we get it out now for those that just tuned in. Darren wanted to float the trial balloon on today's show. Would you be interested in coming to Nashville with us for the NHL draft end of June broadcasting live from Music Row, getting ready for the draft. He's committed Connor Bedard being live on the show. I have not. I can't speak for that. It would be nice. But um, we were just talking about our last trip to Nashville. What's, we did our radio show from there. What is your last, what is your most enduring memory from the last time we did sports talk in Music City? I mean, doing our show there and having the New Orleans Saints cheerleaders come by was pretty great. Um, going to the two and games. piss jug scaring them off and piss jug scaring them off. Uh, <laughs> yes. I remember that and our and our friends from Carobert <laughs> wearing his glasses during the show was hilarious. And um, but here's the thing that happens in Nashville. Okay, we got there on the first night and we had been traveling all day and you know hosting everybody and you're on all the time. So I went to bed first night. You know, greeted everybody and then went to bed. 
And everybody else went out. They decided we're going to go out first night on the town late. And they're in one of the bars, Kid Rock's Bar. Okay, they've all got bars. And they said, after about an hour, the music stops. And a new uh, act came on. And it was Kid Rock playing in his own bar. Hot damn. So that's the kind of stuff that happened. Where else would he play? Another one of our groups was caught in a Brad Paisley music video at one of the bars in Nashville. So that's the kind of thing you're going to get. The Grand Ole Opry, Ryman Hall, all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be fun. It's one of America's great cities, and we'd love to have you there with us. And if we have enough uh, interest, we'll put it on sale with a travel agency, and away we go. But my John Ohm in Winnipeg says, why so much hate on Connor Bedard? Hmm. Interesting. Can't wait for Wednesday. Uh, there's no hate on Connor Bedard. She wants to come on and clarify earlier statements. Now, Darren was out, you know, getting liquored up. My trip through yeah, Nashville was far different. That used to be me. Not anymore. I was telling somebody the other day about you and Joe Watson, the Philadelphia Flyers great. Uh, you two guy, you guys got all banged up <laughs> at the oh, Centennial boy. Cup last year, drinking red wine. Uh, yeah, you look like Alice Cooper the next day. Anyways, <laughs> you want to hang out with Terry Crisp in Nashville? Come join us. Uh, how about Crispy? You were there. Crispy yeah. was like, yeah. <laughs> Thought he was never going to coach again. Comes to Nashville, ends up spending the rest of his life there. He was sitting on his porch with his wife, and she goes, Terry, did you ever think that we'd end up spending, uh, you know, our retirement years in Nashville? Crispy goes, I didn't think we were going to be married this long. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's uh, Terry Crisp. Terry Crisp for you. Um, So, yes, I think that we could recreate that and more fun in Nashville. And and by the way, because of the suspense, I know there's people that are waiting. I said, uh, we sat around a table. You weren't really part of this. You were over getting smashed with other people. (laughs) I'm just having fun with you, even though it's true. It was me, Crispy, Williams and Ray, the self-professed Indian and a white guy. That was the name of their act. An agent, Troy Volhofer, and I think a manager. And we were talking about what makes a star. And we're talking about a country music star. And one of them said, like Williams said, oh, it's obviously talent. Ree's like, no, it's support cast. There's a lot of people with talent that sing that never get discovered. It's, it's the supporting cast. You know, and they tell you to wear these clothes and put on this makeup and, you know, wear this cowboy hat. And uh, another guy's like, no, it's having like winning the lottery. It's like having your ticket pulled. That's all that it is. It was a very fascinating chat. By the way, Kevin, cool. the medium, it was, it was an interesting chat. And then it ended up in a fight. And I'm not, like a physical altercation. But I'm not going to recount that. We got to leave some mystery. Uh, Kevin, the medium, is watching an Airdrie. And he says, Darren, I'll come get liquored up with you. <laughs> we'll add that to the, uh, to the poster. Come get banged up with Moose <laughs> in Nashville. So I think we've covered all that. So to, to okay, so to tonight's I'll ask you this and I want to ask the listeners, the audience, whomever's paying attention at this point of the show. I said every game's big. You're either fighting at the top of the standings, you're fighting at the cutoff line, mm-hmm. or tanking for Bedard. 
Have we mentioned the poll question yet this hour? I don't think we have. For Capital Automall, Universal Collision Center, they've got dealerships all across the Canadian prairies and the state of California. Which bubble team will make the playoffs in the NHL's Eastern Conference? Buffalo, Ottawa, Florida, or Detroit? And I got to vote for Florida. Jeff, the Stamps fan, uh, wrote in here earlier and said, you're not going to have any playoffs to watch in Calgary, Rod. I hope that's not the case. 20 games left. There's plenty of time to do that. Uh, by the way, last I looked, and I expect this is going to fluctuate over the next 24 hours, but the Buffalo Sabres are leading. They're gaining a lot of fans, and good for them. Uh, Moose, I got my fingers crossed. I'm just praying that the Calgary Hitmen make the playoffs. It's a very perilous battle at the bottom of the Eastern Conference in the dub because we're going to be in Calgary beginning March 13th, and I, I want to watch some playoff hockey if i got to drive to... Red Deer, I'll do it. If I got to drive out to Canmore, I'll do it. Or Okotoks, whatever. But what about your Blades? Uh, very briefly, they've clinched. Three teams have clinched in the East. Winnipeg, yeah. Red Deer, Saskatoon. In the West, almost everybody. Six teams have clinched. Do the Blades have it? Are they hoping to surprise somebody? I think they're excited about their group. Um, they've had some good, good games with Winnipeg. So I think they can play with them. I think they play with everybody. It's going to be fun, especially in the East. Um, I don't really know what to expect, but I know the Blades are a really good hockey team. They got good goaltending. I like Wacy Rabbit's energy. There's a if you haven't seen it yet, Rod, go to the Blades uh, Twitter and Instagram pages. Wacy Rabbit. They had all the dads in the room, and he was doing the player introductions, getting everybody hyped up. And I know he's a friend of our show and a friend of yours, so uh, that's really cool. So I'm kind of excited for Blades playoffs. Okay, uh, <laughs> from the audience, because I said. We just talk about whatever here on Hour 2, and Stephen Ellis is going to be with us a little later on from Daily Faceoff, formerly the Hockey News. Regarding our trip to Nashville, sounds like it could happen. Ted in Arizona, who's actually now back at Red Deer, he says, Nashville sounds like a blast, but I think you missed me by about a decade. Troy in Toronto says, Rod, I'll come to Nashville. And we can sip sweet tea together. That sounds pretty good to me. And Allie in Texarkana says, I would just hit Darren up when he's drinking coffee. That's the only way I could keep up. Listen, when I came to Tampa in 2013 hosting one of these sports trips, this is the thing. I used to try to make everybody happy in this, and it freaking near put me in the ground. Mm -hmm. So we're having a big, big time in Tampa. Obviously. Lightning games, Buccaneer games, reindeer games, every kind of game. We're playing them. And uh, I remember going into the stadium and I'm like, it was one of the first NFL games I've ever been at. I'm like, this is like a great cup. They got a parade. They got bands playing outside the stadium. They got all signed flyovers. They got all kinds of stuff going on. I'm like, wow. And we'd already been there for like about four or five days. And one of the guys, it's 111 Eastern, by the way. One of the guys on the trip turns, he goes, there's a hell of a lot more drinking going on on this trip than I thought there'd be. And I said, is that a problem? And he goes, well, I don't know if I'll come again. <laughs> if you suit yourself, whatever. You do you, bro. I mean, we, we burned that town to the ground. Um, so anyways, I guess I'll do my thing and... You can take them out on the town. God knows there's enough in Nashville. And the interesting thing is that 
Darren, there's nothing else going on in Nashville at that time. Right. Other than the NHL draft, which is which is a good thing, but that'll be the focus of the trip. That and Broadway. That'll be that'll be the that'll be the hook, right? Yeah, and the thing about the draft, it's two days. Um, whether you want to go and see Bedard in the first round or you want to go for the whole draft and see the spectacle that is the NHL draft. Obviously, we know all our friends in the NHL will be there broadcasting and doing their things from down there. So be opportunities to connect with our friends down there and, and people who you viewers have been familiar with that have come on this show, um, players, things like that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And I mean, Nashville at the end of June, the weather's going to be great. So uh, there'll be some uh, really cool things to do. It'll be hot as hell. Yeah. <clears throat> Back on track, if there ever was a track. Uh, I mentioned 10 games in the NHL tonight. Uh, Major League Baseball going on this afternoon. The Atlanta Braves against the Minnesota Twins. That's the one team that we can't cheer for is the Braves because we're staunch Blue Jays fans here on the RP Show. And the Jays are taking on the Phils this afternoon. To our director of scouting, Craig Smith, no, I will not be taking in Grapefruit League Baseball here this year because uh, the Blue Jays play on the other coast and they're the only team that we're interested in watching. NBA tonight, Raptors home to the Chicago Bulls. The Atlanta Hawks, here come the Hawks, are home to Washington. They're unbeaten since the coaching change. And in the dub, Winnipeg and Edmonton play in a matinee this afternoon at Rogers Place. Red Deers at PA tonight, Swift Current at Medicine Hat, and Vancouver at Prince George. Because you're situated in the NHL Bermuda Triangle, Moose, which is so close to Winnipeg, what is your take on the struggles of the Jets, losers of five of their last six? Because I firmly believe this is a swoon, a slump, and something they'll get out of. Or are you like the majority of Manitobans who think, ah, they are who we thought they were, and they're writing them off? Where are you? I'm still in slump territory. This is six games. It's not, you know, extended period. If it doesn't turn out after, you know, a dozen games, you know, 15 games, pushing 20 games, we got, we're, we're, we got a problem then. But right now we don't. But it is becoming must-watch hockey. So tonight, they got the LA Kings, a game they really need to win again, or at least you yeah. show that they you know, are making some strides here in terms of the effort. Got to get some more shots, zone possession time, all that kind of stuff. So um, you talked about maybe games of the night. That's one of them for me. Yeah, I almost think it would be very hard in those Canadian markets to leave the arena and not think about the standings and look at the standings or turn the TV off and not hear all the insiders. But you kind of need to because what the Winnipeg Jets, what's going to get them out of this is their own play and not anybody else, not any other team. They got to figure it. I still think they're that good of a team. Um, the other one is the Flames and the Boston Bruins. We have Dougal Cameron chiming in, watching in Calgary on Game Plus. He wrote in yesterday and said... You can't blame Daryl Sutter for the bad goaltending. Um, this is the wildest ride ever. At least with Leafs fans, you can kind of put your feet up right now and coast into the playoffs. Uh, and Winnipeg, yeah. you should be able to do that. Unfortunately, they are. <laughs> In Calgary, you're riddled with uh, anxiety every single day as a Flames fan. Imagine what it's like inside that dressing room. You can't do anything yeah. if you're the Flames but get yourself out of it, I believe. You can't. And if you're, you know, you mentioned the Leafs, we know we can park the anxiety to April, okay? We'll be anxious in April. It'll come then. For now, we can just relax. But for Flames, Jets fans, it's going to be every single day. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I can't. Like, I get that they're into it, but not me. <laughs> David in Winnipeg, David Ice writes in, he says, I'm with Rod. It's a slump. And that's the point, mate. Can you just slow down? Yeah. Phil on YouTube says they did a study in which Nashville was voted first for the party capital of North America. Well, by the way, Moose, did I tell you that I was in Nashville in 2003 and I don't remember being there? How about, How about I can that? attest. <laughs> <How about that? laughs> it's great now. What do you think it was like 20 years ago? Oh, it's one thing that. in L.A., certain cities you go to uh, when people have their windows rolled down and their system up. It's in Nashville. It's coming out of the stereos. Shania Twain, right? Not Snoop and Dr. Dre. That's right. We'll be right back with more. I promise. It's the RP Show live on Game Plus TV, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and WQEE The Key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Because it's a heave-ho, high-oh, stealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? Lewis slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swab in the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profit stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your Game sense. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Nice to have you aboard on Canada's uh, favorite daytime sports talk show. We're on Game Plus Television. Glad to have you aboard. A sports update before we bring the Moose back in. There are 10 games on the NHL slate tonight, and we're not done talking about them. The Calgary Flames will host the league-leading Boston Bruins. They've won seven in a row. The Ottawa Senators, who beat the Wings 6-2 last night and are now only five points out of a playoff spot, play the Wings again tonight. But in Ottawa, Jets host the Kings in the Montreal Canadiens. Visit the San Jose Sharks. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks got goals from four different players and three assists from Mason McTavish to defeat the visiting Chicago Blackhawks 4-2 Monday night. Max Domi chipped in with two for the Hawks. Canada's men's and women's entries at the 2023 World Junior Curling Championships in Fusen, Germany, are rock bottom in the standings. How about that? The Canadian men skipped by Landon Rooney of Whitby, Ontario, are 0-4 and last in the 10-country field. The Canadian women skipped by Emily Deshane of Ottawa are 1-4 and, and sit 8th in the 10-country standings. This sports update is for Landmark Cinemas in theaters now. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania. In the film, which... If, let's bring the moose in on this one. Let's catch his face as I read this. Yeah. In the film, which officially kicks off Phase 5 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, superhero partners Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, played by Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly, return to continue their adventures as Ant-Man and the Wasp. It was number one in all of North America at the box office. Oh, yeah. Last weekend. Hot. Yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Now, I'm way more into 80 for Brady. So when uh, I'm back in Canada here in a few weeks' time, I'm intending to go to that with you. But are you into the Ant-Man and the Wasp? 
Um, no, I'm gonna go. But of the, I love the Marvel movies. I am a big fan. You know, like I'm a dreamer, and I like getting in the the, the, the sci-fi space a little bit. But the Ant-Man Wasp thing, I never got into it. I haven't been into it. It's been tough. But it's such a big movie with so much hype that I'll go check it out. And I really can't wait to get back home and go to some movies. Me too. Me too, me too, me too. Well, everybody else can go to Landmark Cinemas this weekend. Uh, By the way, Kevin the Medium checking in from Airdrie. And it's interesting. He says it's actually good to be a Canucks fan this year. No stress at all. We aren't making the playoffs. We won't get Bedard. We'll be mediocre forever. I get that. You know, there's no expectations. If you don't have any expectations, yeah. you can't be let down. That's a life thing, not just a sports fan thing. But it's like, what's Vancouver going into Dallas and winning in overtime for? Like, I'll, let's, you know, trying to get back on track here. Okay, we said the Jets are just a slump. You believe that. I believe that. A lot of the Winnipeg viewers tuning in right now are saying that. The Flames, you understand with 20 games left, do the math. Loser points are going to screw this all point all up, and three-point games are going to screw a lot of it up. But you could make your season, you could break your season, or continue to be middling right down to the end. But for the Alberta viewers watching on TELUS right now, and we'll get to the Canucks fans watching on TELUS as well, gosh knows we talked about enough Leafs yesterday. I don't know what the Calgary Flames could do any different than what they've done. And I think if you're them, that's really scary. Because at this point, you don't know what to do. The, the plane is either going to crash or you're going to have a miracle landing. All you can do as a passenger yeah. and when you're on the team is hang on and navigate it as best you can. Um, I mean, the one thing you could do is trade your go- for a goaltender. You know, you don't want to because you like the goaltender you have. You like what you have and you know it's a down year and you hope that it's just a down year blip. But if you want to save the season, you could make a trade for a goaltender. That would potentially ease the locker room. And, and settle everybody down. You get into the playoffs, and this team could really go on a run. Look at when Calgary went to the you know the run in 04 to play Tampa, or Edmonton went in 06. I think they were near the bottom of the state, like the seventh or eighth place teams that got in. Like that's not unheard of to get once you get into the playoffs to get on a run. So that's a big decision that Brad Tree Living has to make here. Well, yeah. But they're not going to get a goalie unless something's changed. The only one that was available, if you remember the list, was Cam Talbot. And now Ottawa's in the running. Right. Like, who are you going to get? It's the basis of my commentary today, which I have not talked about yet on the program today. But you can go read it at rodpeterson.com right now. And I meant to tell this story over the last several days. That phrase, dance with the one that brought you. You don't change horses midstream. You made a decision to commit to Jacob Markstrom and Dan Vladar in the offseason. Last year, when you signed him to a seven-year contract, you made a decision to commit to Jacob Markstrom. There's that. From the Jets' perspective, you made a decision to commit to this roster full of Americans and Europeans. What are you going to do now? Trade them all? You know, in Calgary, they're saying, get a goalie. No, you committed to these guys, and there's something to be said for dead bolting the dressing room door and saying, if the answer to our problems is in here right now. And the hockey people that are watching, which incidentally, they're texting me, and they're really loving the show today. 
Oh, Stephen Ellis watching from uh, Daily Faceoff writes in and he says, good chance for Kravtsov to get opportunities in Vancouver. He can play without the pressure of being on a contender. There's a positive for Vancouver. Your kids can develop and nobody will notice. Anyways, right on. way back, Moose, almost 25 to 30 years ago, you were almost just a little star in the sky. I remember a team that I was with, uh, we weren't making trades at the trade deadline. Our coach and general manager made the decision, nope, we are what we are. We're either going to figure this out together or we're going down in flames. But we're not going to screw with this roster. And I'll never forget, you don't even know this guy's name, Larry Horning, Brad Horning's dad. The, the hockey fans in Winnipeg will remember because I believe he played for the WHA Jets and for sure he played for the NHL St. Louis Blues. Larry was a great man. And I was walking into the media room in a rink and he came up to me and Larry was always kind of hunched over and he had his uh, notes under his arm. And he goes, hey, and he was always smiling. He goes, hey, I like what you guys are doing. And I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> he goes, not making a trade, not doing knee-jerk things, right? You're committing to the roster that you put together to figure this thing out. And uh, I believe, uh, I know that year we went all the way to the Eastern Final. Yeah. So there is that. Like, now, how do you feel about that? There are like Carolina well, finally made their move today. They got Jesse Pugliarvi. So it's like it's like there's a little bit of we got to do something. What if you don't? What if you don't? Sorry to cut you off. I like the move. No, from Carolina for Jesse Pugliarvi. Edmonton's just been trying and trying to fit that square peg into a round hole, you know, because there was so much potential, and there maybe still is. And he's he's a really good kid. Um, he just needs a different environment, a, a change of pace, and maybe this will work in Carolina. And I really hope it does. And it's not a big move. It's not a big change for that organization. But for Calgary, yeah, staying pat. The other thing that fans will be calling for is, why not bring Dustin Wolf up and give him a shot? Can't get any worse. Yeah, Dustin, That's one reason why you wouldn't make a trade, because Dustin Wolf's the future. You're not going to trade for somebody else. Dustin Wolf is the guy coming in. But I think you want to wait. I don't think you want to put him in this situation right now. Hmm. <laughs> Jeff Hayes has texted in. You know him. Ooh. Jeff Hayes is the public address announcer of the Saskatoon Blades. Which, by the way, I got a story about that. But anyways, Jeff has written in and says, Hey, Rod, it's Jeff Hayes. It's on the 902 line. He says, Blades have sold over 12,000 for Bedard's visit on March 19th. Likely a new attendance record for the Blades. What do you mean, likely? Get out of here with this likely stuff. Go look it up. Because I was there in the early 90s when Lorne Mulliken was coaching the Blades and Daryl Lubinicki. Ah, all the best stories are coming out now. Okay, maybe it is an attendance record. Now that I think about what, the what it was, it was 11,000 back then. My apologies, Jeff. You're right. Back then, it didn't seat as much as it does now. But can right. we get an actual ruling on that? Number one, I was coming into America on Saturday, and I didn't give you the full details. I told you that WestJet lost one of my bags, but I didn't tell you the whole deal. I sat in a holding room where you got to sit until your luggage gets cleared for over an hour to the point that I'm like, hey, hey, hello. 
McFly, my flight's leaving in 45 minutes to Fort Lauderdale. I got to go. And the lady's like, if it doesn't come in five minutes, I'll let you go. Well, guess I just had a sense. You know how we get that sense, Kevin the medium? I just got a sense that the yeah. luggage actually got my pendulum out. I was asking it other questions. But uh, anyways, the girl gave me a slip and she's like, okay, here you go. Give it to the customs guy. And I had a jacket on that said Saskatchewan hockey. It was a gift from the SJHL. So the guy said, uh, where's home? And I said, Saskatchewan. And he goes, he goes, what do you do for a living? I said, I'm a broadcaster. Whenever they ask that, that's how I say it. And he goes, <laughs> I'm he Rod goes, Peterson. <laughs> exactly. Right, and it depends what I'm going into. It depends what I'm going into America for, by the way, because I've gone in for recovery business, and that's a whole other story in Kettle of Fish. But the guy who, I'd have to think for a second, he looked like former Rough Rider Rob Pine, which doesn't mean anything to you, but that's what he looked like. And he goes, uh, so you're a broadcaster. So if you broadcast for the Saskatoon Blades? And <laughs> I said, I have. And I smiled at him. And uh, he's like, where are you going? What are you doing? Told him. And the beautiful thing, here's, here's, a, here's, a, here's a tip. Don't lie when you're crossing borders. You're welcome. Because when oh, my luggage didn't show one, up. God. Yeah, you're welcome. When they had to deliver it to my door the next day, it was exactly where I said I was going. And WestJet delivered it exactly to my door. But one time I was going into New York for recovery business and I had to put down on the form before it was digital what do you do and I said recovery sober coach this was in New York I believe at LaGuardia maybe JFK the bus the customs agent was like what is a sober coach I said I coach people to become sober later on to become recovery coach I coach people with mental health issues to have a normal life he goes, get in here, stamp. Right? He's like, what are we standing here talking for? We got a crisis in this country. You know? So, <laughs> anyways. We need you. Yeah. That happened, too. Moose, I'm going to let you go, and I will see you in overtime. Okay. Uh, oh, I already read the sports update. Silly me. I was going to do that right now. 902-518-3033. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Clark, for the update. When we come back, Stephen Ellis from The Daily Faceoff. More of all of this and this crazy Stanley Cup playoff chase. We're live on Game Plus TV, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE, the key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. RP Show continues. It's been a lot of fun today, a lot of hockey talk. And uh, I'm just going to read this message before we move on to Stephen Ellis. Ron Thompson writing in from Calgary is watching on Game Plus TV. And he says on the 902 line, the Flames need another year to gel. Painful, but it's realistic. Matthew and Johnny didn't get us anywhere in their first couple of years either. I'm like, <gasps> no. 
you can't write off this year already. Stephen, Elliott, uh, Stephen Ellis is the associate editor and prospect analyst for the Daily Faceoff. We know him also from the hockey news and got to know him at the World Juniors last year in, uh, in Edmonton in August. How are you doing, Stephen? How much are you enjoying this wild week leading up to the trade deadline? See, I was in Florida last week, and I kind of missed that. But, you know, it's, it's, I'd say it's been a good trade deadline <laughs> so far. What did you do? Tell me all about it. Who did you see? Where would you go? I uh, I went to, with my girlfriend we and a couple friends. So we went to uh, um, Magic Kingdom, and then we uh, went to the Daytona 500. I had a friend who works for one of the NASCAR teams there, got us some passes for the week. So it was uh, like I'm, I'm, NASCAR is one of my favorite things in the world. So it was, it was super awesome. Good for you, Stephen. Well, you look, you look healthy. You look refreshed. You look happy. Did you stop at Bucky's in Daytona Beach by chance? It's just in the shadow of the stadium or the trail oh, track. Yeah, yeah it, it was very close to where I was staying. And it's like, I, I couldn't understand the concept of it. I'm like, why do people care about this gas station until you go inside and it's like, this is like life changing. <laughs> oh, so life changing. I feel like it's a topic for another time that we could spend two hours on. So. This chase, Stephen, can you, you've been following us for a long time covering this game. Uh, this, this trade lead-up to the trade deadline seems wilder than ever, or am I overstating it? I think we kind of just forget every single year because it's like when the deadline passes, I think people are just like, oh, whatever, move on. But uh, I think with this year, it's just like, you know, the real theme of the Eastern Conference heavyweights doing all this damage right now is something where we've never... It's like often it's spread out between the, the favorites, but the fact it's like, it's a, like four or five teams in the same conference that are all going to probably have to meet each other in the playoffs doing all this, these crazy moves is nuts. And I think, you know, like I live in Toronto and a lot of Flea fans been talking about uh, the moves they've made. And you say like, well, we got to be able to go out and counter what Tampa's done. Well, Tampa's made one move and it was the one I think that most people were surprised about. But I'd say that right now it's just, when are the Western Conference teams going to wake up? They're selling their players. Are any of them going to buy? Hmm. But at the same time, I think that's, people are going to start underestimating the Western Conference because of that. I guess we're going to start figuring out who's better and see what happens with this Boston trip through the West. They won in Edmonton last night. They're going to be uh, in Calgary tonight. Uh, do you think these Western teams stack up to the East? I, I think so, yeah. Like I, you know, one team that I have really been high on this year, and I would like to keep an eye on if they make it, because they're not in it yet right now, the Winnipeg Jets. I feel like this mm. is a team that, you know, you, you look at Tampa, they've always kind of, they, they've got their their core, and you know what they can do from guys like Stamkos and Kucherov and things like that, but goaltending is such a huge part of that team, and I think it will be interesting to see if the Jets make any moves at the deadline, but I think that I like what Connor Hellebuck's doing, and I would not want to bet against them. Um, that being said, you know, there's you look at the Pacific Division, which has been an absolute wild west this year. You look at Vegas, where they've been struggling, but then they go out there and like they're six one and three in the last run. But Logan Thompson wasn't looking good for a bit, and they had their ups and downs. And Mark Stone's not going to be around. How are they going to make the most of that? So the Pacific, I feel like, is just one where I, I'm not really counting a cup favorite there. Dallas has been good all year. I'm still not convinced this Colorado team, which is only two points out of leading uh, or behind Dallas, I'm not convinced this team has enough because their goaltending still scares me. But I think it's something where the team that makes it to the, from the Western Conference probably will have a little bit of an easier road based off of the, the firepower and the, the firepower these Eastern teams are adding to their rosters that I think the team of the West could have an easier road. That being said, you know, it's, it's the playoffs. Enough, anything can happen. Yeah, that's the Colorado Avalanche. 
Western Conference uh, Stanley Cup champions last year. T. Will's watching in Winnipeg and says, what is this, Flames lunch? Uh, hey, if you don't like it, don't watch. For the Canucks fans that are watching, and there are those uh, on TELUS and also here on YouTube, Stephen, you wrote in here earlier, give them a reason to be positive about anything. Because quite frankly, I don't see much for them. Yeah, so I, I wrote yesterday about Vitaly Kratsov, and it's a guy that I was really high on when he got drafted. Uh, he's a big power forward type player who can shoot. He's got good speed for his six foot three frame. And nothing really clicked, though, with the Rangers. And I think there's, there's a few reasons for that. One of them, uh, this is a team that was building up to win the Stanley Cup pretty quickly. And we've seen a couple of your young guys kind of get pushed out of the limelight. For that. Like Alexis Lafreniere never really lived up to the expectations. Capo Caco, same thing. So I think with Kratzoff, it was just a situation of, okay, we just got to keep moving. If you're not performing, we just can't be patient with that. And I think when you go to Vancouver, he's a restricted free agent. You know, there's a looming threat. He could go back to the KHL. Uh, he was very good there. Uh, and, you know, if, if he's going to just play a minor role with the, the Canucks, uh, even if they sign him, like, I wonder if, if that's just the best move is just having him go to the KHL. But I think for now, this is an opportunity where there's no real pressure. They're not making the playoffs. There might be some other guys moving. Of course, JT Miller's been the hot topic the last couple of days. Brock Besser for a while. Um, so we'll see what kind of opportunities come out of that. But I think Kratzoff will go there. They'll play, he'll probably play Pod Coles in a lot. He'll play with Atu Ratti. And those are guys that are trying to prove themselves. Uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun to see. They're all young guys. And I think that, you know, Kratzoff can be something. I think this is the best opportunity of his career. But he doesn't have a lot of time. He's got about 20 games to kind of prove that. And then at that point, uh, both he and the Canucks need to make a decision. But I think just that potential of he could still become something should get fans interested. You are a prospects analyst for the Daily Faceoff. So earlier on, you mentioned what Tampa Bay gave up for Tanner Janot. But not by name, but that it was a lot. What's your analysis of that trade? And do you think they gave up too much? In, in terms of assets, yes. But I will always be one of the people that, as much as I love draft capital for teams that can grab it, uh, Chicago is a perfect example of a team that's got a lot of it right now. Um, I think first round picks in general are very overrated, especially when you're trying to go for a Stanley Cup. Um, the difference, like we know how good the, the top of the draft is, Connor Bedard, Mitch Guff, Carlson, Fantilli, but there's a bit of a drop around like five or six and an even bigger drop after that. And uh, for as good of a high end of these, this draft is, the depth isn't great. And I bring that up because the next couple of years do look like a step down um, in, by quite a bit in the draft quality. So I think you've got to do whatever it takes to win. And Tanner Janot is a guy that last year had 24 goals. He led all rookies in, in goals. That includes Lucas Raymond, Trevor Zegers, guys like that. So that's, that's nothing to ignore. I think he'll be, you know, they're bringing him in for the size. But I think what he'll be there is he'll be size, he'll be scoring. And I think they'll be able to sign him to a long-term deal. You know, we've heard numbers of potentially two million to two and a half million for four or five years. Well, if that's the case, that is incredible value. And you just trade a couple of picks away that you know might be four or five years away from being anything, anyways. Uh, for me, I have no problems with that trade um, from a Tampa Bay perspective. I think if you're not a team that's going all in, and Tampa has been committed to going all in, obviously uh, they don't have many picks over the next couple of years. You got to do it, and I think that was. Uh, a pick that's going to be well. I, I wrote on the weekend. I said that Chano, before he got traded, was the X factor guy. That if you get him, I think he's a guy that's going to be so hard to match up against in the bottom six. Tampa got him. I, I still stick with that. 
Hey, lastly, uh, Stephen, I'm enjoying the chat. <sighs> Too early to say who's going to get Connor Bedard. Who would you love? Who, who is the best fit for Connor Bedard? Number I want to see him on a Canadian team. I would like to see him on a Canadian team 100% because that'd be the most fun. I think the team that would be outside of Canada would be Anaheim, though. This is a team that's got a very bright future. You throw him in with Mason McTavish. We saw what he, they were able to do in the summer of that World Juniors. Um, you throw him in with Trevor Zegers. You get two of the most creative players in the league playing together. Uh, I think that the opportunities are, are, are great there in Anaheim. I think they've got a good young goalie in Lucas Dostal. They've got one of the best blue line uh, cores coming up. That's a team that's going to be good sooner rather than later. So if Bedard's there, I think he makes a big difference. Good stuff, man. Enjoy the hockey, and uh, let's do it again soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Stephen Ellis does such a great job, and he always helps us out. I appreciate him so much from Daily Faceoff. We'll be right back with uh, Overtime, and uh, now's the time to get at us. One more segment, and it's viewer takeover, 902-518-3033, or on the streams or our social media feeds. We'll be right back on Game Plus television, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE, the key. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Because it's a heave-ho. Hi, oh, Dealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? With slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swabbing the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Uh, this is the studio, and do we have Moose with us today or not? Okay, doesn't look like we're going to have the Moose. Um, hey, I'm getting used to it here in overtime. I can handle it, uh, but it's eight minutes of me and you can we get through this together 902-518-3033 fortunately i've done a little bit of this in the past how about you rhino radio you got something for me down there i got an email from the when i say down there i mean noonan georgia let's get through this together and show most we don't need him news release from the arizona coyotes They've sent it right to my phone. If anybody needs to make a call, I have a phone. Pro uh, Placeline, Wichita, Kansas. Pro Hoops Sports and Events announced today that Wichita will once again be host to an NHL preseason game on September 23, 2023. The Arizona Coyotes and St. Louis Blues will face off at Intrust Bank Arena. For the second year in a row. Last year, in the first ever NHL game to be played in the city of Wichita, the St. Louis Blues defeated the Arizona Coyotes 5-4 in front of over 8,500 at Intrust Bank Arena. Tickets will go on sale Friday, March 3rd at 10 a.m. and can be purchased online at selectaseat.com 
What do you remember about a neutral site? So, you know, we hear from these people in these big cities all the time. Leafs fans in Toronto, Canucks fans in Vancouver. We've had Dolphins fans from here in Miami write in. How about you people? Did you get that one, guys? How about you people that, that don't live in a major market? Major team market. The Wichita, Kansases. The Saskatoon, Saskatchewans. The Kelowna, British Columbias. The London, Ontarios. What do you remember about going to neutral site games and how did that hook you into becoming a fan of the sport for which you watch and cheer so loud? Because for me, I've talked many times about the Edmonton Oilers having their training camp in the Regina Agrodome in the early 80s, and that's why I frankly became an Oilers fan, watching them live. But then I looked this up. 1984... The Los Angeles Kings played the Canadian men's national hockey team. And the reason I remember it so well in the year was Luke Robitaille's rookie season. He had just been taken in the first round by the Kings the prior June. And I remember going to that. My dad literally, if there was a pro hockey event anywhere in a pretty wide radius, he's taken his boys. And we went and Marcel Dion, Tiger Williams, were really the only two guys that I remember. And who else do you need to know? Sorry, Luke Robitaille, Marcel Dion, Tiger Williams, the three of them all played. It was amazing. Back when teams played their stars in preseason neutral site games, they don't even do that anymore. But then I remember in Saskatoon in the 90s, Vancouver Canucks and I think Calgary, you Saskatonians, you got to remind me, but I made the drive down from Prince Albert. It was Pat Albury and the Vancouver Canucks. That was a lot of fun. We didn't travel a lot back then to go to games. We didn't have to because they were playing in our backyard. Not anymore. Oh, boy. Thank you, Ryan O'Radio. He's joined the party here. He says, uh, just another great show. Falcons release Marcus Mariota. How do we feel about that, Clark? Not a surprise, right? After he walked out on the team late in the year? After he walked out on the team late in the year? Marcus Mariota? If I had Clark on here, and let's be honest, I had to beg you, Clark, to come on the air in Regina. True story. The Falcons can't even get losing right. Am I right? <laughs> right. They won too much last year. Bingo! Uh, we're taking them, yeah, completely out of the running for a great high pick. Which, by the way, uh, Jeff... Cabellos of Winnipeg says, Wowzers, not surprised. That's the thing. Marcus Mariota walked out on the team late in the year. Remember that? I can't even remember the name of the quarterback that they went with. Do you, Clark? Who was the guy? Were you not watching by then? I don't blame you. It was Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter, exactly. Not even a household name in his own house. Approved. I'd rather have Desmond Tutu in there. Desmond Ritter. 902-518-3033. Here's the thing. In uh, four minutes' time, we've got through half of this. In four minutes' time, all you Georgia sports fans can go back to talking about the stuff you normally do. Uh, this two hours has completely taken you out of reality. From Jet Oil Tom, uh, writes in and says, Great show as always. Thanks, Rod. 
from Ryan in Saratoga, New York. He says, Desmond Ritter. Thank you, Ryan. We haven't had him on for a while. Maybe we should do that. From the No Credentials Required podcast in upstate New York. Does a good job there. And Ryan says, by the way, have a great day, everyone. Enjoy whichever sport you watch tonight. <laughs> and uh, WQEE's Ryan O'Radio says, true dat, true Jeff, and true Rod. Tomorrow, we'll have our NHL top five, bottom five for our exclusive betting partner, Bet Regal. And the Moose will be back with us, and you're not going to want to miss this. Serena Taylor will come on and explain for the 8,000th time her comments on Connor Bedard, which she is not backing down from. Not one bit. So you're going to want to be tuned in for that. Big night in sports. Well, we'll be talking about all of this tomorrow. The uh, Blue Jays, Phil's game, the Braves and Twins. That's the one thing Ryan O'Radio and I agree on a lot of things, but not Major League Baseball. Jays fans here, Braves fans there. John Ohm says, great show, good times. Oh, and that's the other thing. Ryan says, the Falcons can have Zach Wilson. This is the one thing that I'll make this promise to you. We're never going to sit here and serve the cheap gas station fast food that some other sports talk shows are peddling. Like, how would Aaron Rodgers fit in with the New York Jets? How do you think he'd fit in with the New York Jets? Last minute of play in our one, sorry, our two. Can you imagine Bingo. if the public address announcer screwed that up? Which reminds me, that's the other thing. I meant to get into this. I was listening to the Colorado Avalanche game the other day on the radio, Clark, and the announcer, I was like, whoa, what a voice. So the next chance that I had, I pulled over. Connor McGahee, the voice of the Colorado Avalanche and the in-stadium announcer of the Denver Broncos. Oh, now they're giving public address announcers play-by-play jobs. See how this has all changed? Used to be, you're the PA guy, you're the play-by-play guy, you're the color... Per- I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying, whoop, you get on the... Whoop, you get on the... Whoop, you get on the air. It's very interesting and fascinating to watch. Connor McGahee. We got to get him on. And we'll see the rest of you tomorrow, noon Eastern, here on Game Plus and WQEE. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.